We're going to do some Bible or everybody say amen. amen. Say amen better than that. Come on. Amen. All right. Don't stop playing around. Uh, Matthew 23. We'll start there. Now. Um, I had a conversation this week with someone, a, 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 a pastor friend of mine, and we began to discuss tithing. Now, I don't believe in tithing. Now, I can prove it biblically. And then when we got done, I did get him to say, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Tithing is an Old Testament thought. It really is. Tithing was also talked, told to the priest at the temple. If you look at New Testament tithing, which we're going to look at, um, Jesus never taught it. Paul never taught it. All right. So if we, uh, so the conversation came from, well, you know, brother, because we, you know, we we're we're trying to really encourage the people to tithe, and I'm like, I haven't encouraged the people to do anything. Well, I, I think churches make a mistake. They either talk about money too much or they don't talk about money enough. Everybody say amen. And then whenever you start talking about money, people go, oh, money. I don't ask you for no money. So this conversation is not really about money. It's about understanding. You guys are give givers. You're not tithers. And then if we look at Jesus and, and, we, and we think, which, when, you, when you got a discrepancy, what do you do? You look at Jesus. Everybody, you know that little cheap little band, what would Jesus do? It's really true. That's when you, when you have something you're trying to figure out, you always should look at Jesus. So we'll look at Jesus, and I'll show you how I convinced him that tithing is an Old Testament thought that did not go through the cross. Amen. All right, all right. Chris! <laughs> Come on. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. Anybody that swears in the temple, swear by it. And then, wait a minute, Matthew 23, what is that? 21, go to 23. That's what I thought. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices. Hold it. Jesus is saying, woe to you, teachers of the law and you Pharisees. You are hypocrites. You're a bunch of hypocrites. Now, here's Jesus calling somebody a hypocrite, and that's, that's very dangerous because Jesus wouldn't know. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You are a bunch of hypocrites. Why, Chris? You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, uh -huh. but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. He's saying because you give a tenth of your stuff, but amen. your heart is all messed up. Amen. Pastors stand up and they, they, they demand the tenth. And they use Malachi, Malachi, uh, 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 Malachi to, to prove their point. And they say that if you don't give a tenth, you're robbing God. Right. When actually that conversation was to the priest, if you read that, because the priests were taking offerings and they were giving God his, but they would pick the worst one. So once some people would give them lambs, and they would take the worst lamb they had, and they would offer that to God. And God is saying, you people are robbing me, not the people who are bringing it. But preachers teach that if you don't give this, if you don't give a tenth, you're going to be cursed with the curse, because that's what God told them. Now, I have been tithing over 30-some years. 
and I don't think I'm cursed. <laughs> I never told you to tithe, and I don't think you're cursed. But they teach it, this is why we teach it. Because we don't want the offerings to go down, and a lot of preachers don't trust God, they trust offerings. Right. Right? Now, if I trusted offerings, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I trust God. Everybody say amen. So what did God tell me when we first kicked this door open? He said, listen, don't you ever take an offering. And I went, what kind of church is that? And God said, it's going to be a church that trusts me. Now, I do want you to teach the people, but can't be honest. And so I'm talking to my pastor friend going, dude, you have to be honest. The reason why you won't teach this is because you're afraid. You're afraid the offerings will go down. When I'm here to tell you, it actually levels out. Because it takes the condemnation off of people. You know what that is? That's the guilt of when you give a tenth one week and the next week you can't. Everybody say amen. So you're on this roller coaster of, oh, I'm disobeying God. Oh, I'm, a, I'm disobeying God. And, and God never, he never intended giving to be stressful. And matter of fact, he said it should be joyful. I'm going to take you further in a minute. So you are a bunch of hypocrites because you give a tenth, but your heart is, is, is messed up. Your heart is so stupid. It's, see, 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 Jesus, every time Jesus talked about giving, he really talked about the heart behind giving, not actually giving himself. So he is telling them that here, you are a bunch of hypocrites because you tithe, and when you tithe, your heart is all messed up. Chris, take me further. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting go the back, former. Go back, go back, go back. It says you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former, meaning this. You should be a good person first, but, and because you are keepers of the law, then make sure you give your tenth, but make sure your heart is right. He's saying, give your tenth, don't neglect that. Know why he's telling them that? Because they're keepers of the law. And Jesus never broke the law. So pre preachers now, because this was his argument, and I hope he never gets this. His argument was, can and no, Jesus was talking about to tithe right there and saying, don't neglect it. You're absolutely right. But he's saying that to keepers of the law, teachers of the law, and he called them hypocrites. So he's saying, you, if you're going to keep the law, keep all of the law. Everybody say amen to that. So you not only give a tenth, but you got to kind of try to be a good person. So give your tenth. Don't neglect it. But the more important thing is your heart. Now, I don't like the list to be because I sound like I'm yelling all the time. And I sound mad. I'm not mad, everybody. I hate listening to me because I go, Keenan, why are you yelling? I don't know. I'm excited. Amen. Because I want you guys to really understand the Bible. Amen. I, my goal is to make sure you understand the Bible. Because the Bible is confusing. Mm -hmm. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. How many times have you read it and went, what was that? The yeah. Bible is confusing. So, so I want to take the Bible, put it through my filter, and spit it out to you in a way you can, you can understand it. And, it's so, and it drives me so much. That's why I sound like a crazy man and I yell at you all the time. 
I'm really doing it with love, though, I promise. Everybody say amen. So here it is. Jesus is saying, listen, you're a bunch of hypocrites. You give tithes, but your heart is all messed up. So continue to give your tithe, but you got to straighten out your heart. Jesus was so concerned about heart matters other than more than he was about the tithe. So here he's not teaching tithing. He's telling the hypocrites and the keepers of the law, you're a hypocrite because you do one part of the law, but you don't do the other. Amen. Everybody see that? All right, go to Luke 18. Luke 18, 9. Now, these are the only two times that Jesus ever talked about tithing, but Jesus talked about giving a lot. Everybody say amen to that. Love is mentioned in the Bible 714 times. Giving or possessions are mentioned in the Bible over 2,000. You would think, what's more important, love or giving? Well, I would say love, but love was only mentioned 714 times. In, 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 in 11 of the 39 parables, Jesus talked about some form of giving. So, know why? Because where your treasure is, your heart and your treasure runs neck and neck. Meaning what you, what you love and what you believe in, your money will go there. Henceforth, take a look around your neighborhoods. You see boats and campers and ski dudes and ATV and I love all that stuff. I don't love boats. Everybody say man. But but my thing is what are you seeing? You're seeing people taking their hard-earned money and putting something into something that they care about. Which is really just leisure. We love to be leisure. Everybody, come on now. We we love oh it's warm now. Traffic just on 53. It's crazy now. Everybody heading up north. Got oh Weather's warm, got to get up north. Here's the thing about up north with me. I love when you talk to somebody and you go, well, what do you do up there? Because I don't go up north. And they go, well, I just pull up my camper and I sit there and we cook out and we do everything you do at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to get mad at me because I know you guys are going up north. Let me get back to the Bible. To some who were confident of their own righteousness, everybody say man now, and look down on everyone else, Jesus told them a parable. So he's talking to a bunch of people who really believe they're okay with God. Come on. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So two men came to pray, one is a Pharisee and one is a tax collector. Come on. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, yeah. robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. He said, so Lord, I thank you that I'm not like the evil people. I'm not like this guy. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a robber. I'm not an evildoer. I'm not an adulterer. I, I'm not like this tax collectors who were considered sinners back then. I still think they are now, but that's another story. That's a private matter. And it's like, he's saying, listen, you, I'm not like this guy right here. Come on. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I he get. He says, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything that I have. You know what, a, you know what tithe means? It means a tenth. I remember years ago when I, when I was uh, at my brother's church and we had just starting out. And, and then uh, I was given a tenth. And then God says, okay, you're cheating me because a tenth for you is not really a lot of money. So God says, I don't want you to give a tenth. I want you to give what I tell you to give. 
because a tenth for me was a drop in a bucket. I was making pretty good money. So a tenth wasn't nothing to me. So I was giving God a little piece of what I had, and I kept everything else. But I was, I was saying, well, they, they want a tenth, so I'll just give them a tenth. And God was saying, okay, I got an issue with you, because as I increase you, have you increased your giving? Amen. And I went, no, because you said they want a tenth. You don't give a tenth. I blessed you. Amen. So he's saying, I've given, I, I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. Next verse. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, But the a other sinner. guy just says, man, I'm a sinner. He beat on his chest and says, I'm, I'm just a flat out sinner. God, would you please have mercy on me? I'm just, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. I realize that I'm not even worthy to be in your presence. Next verse. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. He says, now listen, this is the only two times Jesus talked about tithing. He said to the hypocrites, you have to continue to tithe, but you have, because you're keepers of the law. And then he's telling a parable these are the only two times Jesus mentions tithing. And he says, listen, the, ta the tax collecting sinner who never gave a tenth is better off than you. Amen. Why? Because we have heart matters. Amen. Because you think that you're better than this guy. So therefore, because you give a tenth and you justify because you don't do all the outward sins, you have this one big sin that I do not like. He says, for all those who exalt themselves, what you're doing right now, you're putting yourself over everyone else, you're exalting yourself, will be humbled, and those who humble themselves like this guy, those are the ones I'm going to pick up. You give a tenth, but I don't even want it because of your heart. Amen. Amen. These are the only two times that Jesus talked about the tithe. And in neither one of these times did he talk about it favorably, in, in, a, in a good way. You following me? You guys are really quiet. You okay? Mm -hmm. So he talked about it twice, and neither time would I want to be the person that actually did it. Amen. That was all he said about tithing. <laughs> but how many times do you see, oh, you give a tenth. You need to tithe. How many times you watch television, send in a tenth of your, send in the tithe. Oh, you guys need to give the tithe. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not even too, it's not even New Testament theology. It's really not. And my, I'm going to get kicked out of the pastor's committee. Committee. <laughs> For being honest. For being honest. And you know what? I know tons of pastors who believe the same way, but they won't teach it. Amen. 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 I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> Go to Luke chapter 6. Now, Jesus, like I said, he did talk about giving, though. But let's see the difference between the tithe, what Jesus said about the tithe, which you've already learned. And what he's talking about giving. Luke 6, 37 says what? 
Do not judge and you will not be Listen, judged. Simply don't judge anybody because you're going to be judged. It's just, it's just a law. Jesus has spoke this into existence and so now it is a law. When you judge people, you will be judged. So be careful. Now I'm not saying don't tell the truth. I'm talking about judging. There's a difference. The judging is just your opinion about things and how you think things should go. The truth is just the truth. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So I'm talking about when, you, when we say things about people and I don't like them and I don't like that and they're not doing it right and they're a bunch of Democrats and they're a bunch of Republicans and they're, we got to be careful. Jesus put this into law. He says, do not judge so you won't be judged. Do not condemn so you won't, you won't be condemned. What is condemning? Putting people to judgment, to death. Just, you are nothing, you're done, you're finished. Break, tearing up someone's name. Don't condemn people. Tear down by saying, man, because that's what's going to happen to you too. Now here's a tough one, and you have to forgive so you'll be forgiven. And then some of us will say, Kenny, that's, that, you don't know what that person did. And I go, man, I've had a lot of wrong done to me. But I've had to learn how to forgive. Because forgiving is not about that person. It's about me. And how can I not forgive someone when God has to forgive me all the time? Amen. So forgiving is such a crucial part of ministry. I mean, not ministry, your relationship with God. Because the Bible says that when you pray, you can't even pray unless you forgive. Forgiveness is in the Lord's prayer. Forgiveness is very important. And so forgiveness is taking someone who you're very upset with and don't deserve your forgiveness and putting them in a little boat and pushing them out. It doesn't mean you go to tea. It doesn't mean they have to come back to your house. It doesn't mean you have to be friends anymore. It just means I no longer seek revenge. So here it is. Don't judge. Don't condemn and forgive. Chris, go to the next one. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And he says, listen, give, and it will be given on to you. But not just given on to you. It will be given a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will people pour into your lap? It's kind of like if you ever rake leaves and you blow all the leaves in a pile and you get your bag out and you stuff in your bag, what do you do when the bag is high? You press it down and then you, because you want to put some more in this bag, you know more can fit. So you, you shake it, you press it, and you put more in it. He says if you give, that's how people will give to you. Amen. He didn't say if you tithe, that's how people give. He says if you give, Following me. Giving it will be given, pressed down, shaking together, running over with men giving to your bosom. For with this measure you use, it will be measured to you. So he's saying, don't judge or you'll be judged. Don't condemn or you'll be condemned. You, you, you see the pattern? And then he goes, okay, give and it'll be given. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given. See, he set up this pattern of you do this, this will happen. You do this, this will happen. You do that, this won't happen. So he's telling us what is going on. And then he goes, listen, if you give, 
to put that in the category with the rest of these things, it will be given back on to you. Amen. I would dare say, if anyone has steady income and never give, I don't, I'm not going to stand here and say you're cursed, but I will question your love. Because your heart and your treasure go neck and neck. And so what you love, what do you do? You put money to it. I was getting jewelry and dress today. I'm like, dude, I buy you more clothes than I buy myself. Because one, you won't stop growing. So here it is. I'm like, I go to the store and I'm like, oh, let me get this for Julian. Ah, oh, Julian, where? No, why? Because I love them. Amen. You put money into what you love. So if you if you love this place, you put money into it. But if you love the Lord, you really put money into it. Know why? Because this the lights and the our, like our air conditioners. <laughs> the, all this stuff runs off of money. You guys know that, right? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it runs off of money, not prayers and hopes and dreams. So when Sam's writing out bills, he don't want to say, uh, I wrote this check in Jesus' name. We ain't got no money. <laughs> They're going to say, okay, well, we're going to turn your lights in the name of the Lord out. We're going to turn them out on <laughs> the name of the Lord also until you get some money. I mean, that's how it's going to work. So my thing is this place runs off of what? Love. Because where your treasure, your treasure and your heart, they go hand in hand. So I can tell what you love by looking at your bank account. What does your money go to? Oh, man, I know guys who got all the tools and all the latest trinkets and toys and and oh man, I went out and got this, and, and then oh, I know I can tell the guys who love their trucks, and yeah, I got the big Duramax with the, oh, I put the big pipes on the back, and I love people. I know people love their motorcycles, and oh, I just got this new part on my motorcycle, and I go to the oil change place, and I love the guy in there, and me and him talking. He always got a picture of his motorcycle. Oh, let me show you what I did to my motorcycle. You love that thing, so that's why you put money into it. If you love the Lord and you put no money into him, you're not cursed. But I do question if you love him and this won't work for you. Amen. See, giving is a very, it's very much a faith move. It's saying, Lord, I trust you enough to give. And I don't give to get, but the, 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 the consequence of giving is it'll be given on to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and throwing some more until it's running over, that's what I'll get back. And I'm here to tell you it's true. Because I live in a very high dollar neighborhood with half income gone in a little bitty church, and I'm blessed. Amen. Blessed. Now, mind you, the little bitty church didn't buy me no house. I bought it myself. But what I'm saying is this little bitty church helps me maintain it. And then what does God does? He put me in a relationship with a radio station. And then he puts me in a relationship with somebody else. And, and so what I'm saying is, God, this really does work. And if you're not getting back, if it ain't shaking together and running over, it's probably because your giving level is probably not good. I'm going to be honest. Now, 
Here's the beauty of me saying this without judgment. I don't know what anybody gives. Amen. Sam, am I lying? I have no idea what you give. No idea. I don't know who gives the most. I remember I was at a pastor's conference and they said, man, you should always know your biggest givers. And I'm like, why? So you can suck up to them? Right. That's all you want to do. It's just, you notice how I've been in, I've been in, in, in pretty good sized churches. And man, every, the doctors, the athletes, the business owners, they all know the pastor. Why is that? I've been in church where they go, hey, hey we, we got to talk to someone on the staff, and they'll come to me and go, you're a pastor, pastor, can you get me into the pastor? I just got to ask him a simple question, and then, and then uh, uh, I'm careful with this. But then the pastor goes, oh, pastor, take care of it. You got that. But let me say, oh, the owner of, of Emily City Ford is here. Oh, yeah, let me meet this guy. I was talking to a friend and he goes, yeah, because, you know, I got these doctors in my in my ministry and I was out to lunch with them. Of course you were. But little Mary, who's a single mom trying to raise her kids, can she get a lunch with you? Amen. So the guy who works in the plant, who's just making 14, 17 dollars an hour and just getting by with his family who needs a conversation with you. Can he get a conversation with you? Yes, a Detroit Lion goes here now. Somebody plays for the Lions comes. Yeah, you're going to have lunch with him, aren't you? Mm -hmm. See, I don't like it. Amen. The Bible says if one comes in in great apparel and they have nice, fine things, do you give them the front seat? Yes. So here's the beauty of it. I don't know what you give. So it helps me two ways. <laughs> I, hey, I love all of you. You want to talk? We can talk. But then it keeps me from not being mad at you also. Because this is what some of you do. And I don't know what you give, so if it's you, it's you. You're riding on everyone else's bill. You, you, ever, you ever go to eat with a group of people or someone, and then the bill comes and they're like, oh, da -da 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 -da. oh the bill. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You ever go to lunch with people like that? And it's like, here, here, I love trying to fight for the bill because I get blessed every time I pay. Amen. So I'm like, give me the bill. No, so people don't want me to ever take the bill because, you know, you're the pastor. No, I got the bill. And I'm like, no, nah, I can get it. No, I, give me the bill. I've been out to eat with Sandy. Sandy will fist fight me for the bill. <laughs> Mike will fist fight me for the bill. Sam will fist fight me for the bill. And I'm like, no, I got the bill. No, give me that bill. I'm saying you get blessed when you bless others. You really do. Amen. He didn't even say give to just the church. He said if you just give. Amen. Now, there also is not just money. If you give your time, you give your love. Everybody say amen. amen. If you give up yourself, if you give your house, if you give your car. I mean, he's not just talking about money here. He's saying, whatever you give, it will be given on to you. But let me be real with you. Try, try going through life and not giving any money. It shows two things. One, I question your love. Because your treasure goes where your, your heart and your treasure goes next and neck and neck. And then two, why are you making everybody else pay? 
smaller churches, this is what happens. And this is, this is how I got my friend. I'm like, this is what happens in smaller churches. Usually there's about four or five families that carry the place. And everybody else give a little bit of what they can give. I said, but by us taking off that, 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 that penalty of tithing, all we've asked everybody to do is just be faithful. Amen. And I'm going to tell you how it works. There's people in here on fixed income that at, at the end of the year, they're giving just, just as much or sometimes more than the person who works 50 hours a week. By doing what? Just being faithful. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. I'm going to prove it in the Bible in a minute. So whatever you give, it'll be measured back to you. Whatever you gave will be measured and it'll be given back based off of what you've given. Everybody following me so far? Mm -hmm. I know money, money makes a lot of people's underwear tight. I understand that. Let's go to the next one. Let me move on. It's getting hot. Where are we going? Mark, Mark 12. 12. Come on, Chris. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. So here's Jesus. The eminent site was out hanging out one day and he stops by the temple and he sits down across from the, the offering box. Because people back then would come up to the church and even when the church wasn't functioning and they would drop their money in the slot. So Jesus kicks back there and he's watching people drop money in the slot. Everybody with me? You see the story? Yep. Come on. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins. So, so all these rich people were going by and they were proudly dropping in all their money because they had a lot of money and they were dropping it in proudly. And then this little woman came up and she put in her little, her little money and, and Jesus sat up and I guess I can see this. I can see this. I can see Jesus kind of sit back like this. And then he saw the woman and he did this. And then he says, did you guys see that? Next verse. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. He says, man, guys, did you see that? And they're like, what, Jesus? And he's like, did you see what she put in? And I could see probably Peter, because he always ran his mouth. <laughs> but they, they didn't record it, but I know he was thinking it. Peter was like, yeah, she only gave a little bit. Jesus, they were, had to be like, because they had to be watching too. And, and, and Jesus is like, man, did you see that? Yeah, we saw a woman put in nothing. Everybody with me? Jesus says, man, listen, she put in more than everybody else. Why, Jesus? Come on. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Jesus says, here's the thing you're missing. That's all she had. I've never seen a move of faith like that. They're giving because they got it. She don't have it and she's giving. Amen. Uncle, I mean, you were there. I remember when I broke my ankle. Remember I broke my ankle really bad? And man, at that time, I was struggling, struggling a little bit with money. and trying to make I got my daughters. And, and it's like, man, I remember times I would get my house payment and, and the Lord would say, I need you to give that away. And I'm like, give it away? How am I going to give it away? That's just, and I, and I know it's God. God says, nope, take that house payment. I want you to give it away. And, and I want you to trust me. And I would do it. And man, I would get blessed. 
I told you the story one time, man, I, I didn't have any money, and I'm like, man, and it was Julian was really, this when his church first started, and then I, we had a baby, and it was, and so and I, I can remember it was like uh, I, I was out of stuff, and I'm like, man, I need some diapers, and I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to go to the store. I don't know how it's going to work. And the Lord was like, just go to the store. Go to the store. I don't have any money. Go to the store. On my way to the store, I get a phone call, and my friends goes, hey, man, I just sent you $500. 400, I can't remember what it was. Whatever it was, it's what I needed. <laughs> Go to the Western Union. I just sent it. Pick it up. Amen. So I go in the store, which has a Western Union, put my name in, they go, here, here's your money. I'm telling you, I've seen some remarkable things when it comes to money. But it all comes down to, I have stored up treasure in heaven with my giving. So when you store up treasure in heaven, it's like putting money in the bank. And when you need that money, you can make a withdrawal. But if you don't put nothing in, there's nothing to withdraw. The ATM won't even give you $20 if you got 19 <laughs> They won't give it to you, right? Know why? Because you're not putting nothing in it. So the Bible says to put, put, put up, build up your treasure in heaven. Don't build up your treasure down here. So when you are in a situation and you are strapped, you have put money in your heavenly treasury. See, that's the, that's the giving that Jesus talked about. He said, this woman gave more than all of them. See, giving is a heart matter. It's not really a financial matter at all. I'm trying to take the burden of giving off of you. So you can just give the right way so you can be blessed. Oh, I'm going to be kicked out of the union if this gets out. I'm going to meet you real quick. I got 11 minutes. Come on, Matthew, Matthew uh, 5, 23. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar uh -huh. and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, okay. leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. So Jesus says, listen guys, when you bring your gift to the altar or you put your money in the church, if you have issue with someone, you probably need to get it straight if you can. Sometimes you can't get it straight. The person won't let you. Everybody say amen. But sometimes he's saying, see, giving is a heart matter. He says, don't just throw it in, put it down. He didn't say take it back home either, did he? He said, put it down. Get it straight and then give it. See, Jesus never taught tithing, but he did teach us how to give. And he's saying giving is a heart matter. It's not really a financial matter. I can tell your heart by the way you give or the way you don't. Jesus said this person is justified. More, this person gives more, but this person is more justified and more blessed. This person does what the rules say, but this person's better off because they admit that they're just not, you know, really worthy. See, he's saying it's a heart matter. Giving is not about your money. It's about your heart. Last one. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Now, Paul picks it up. Paul's another one, never taught tithing. This is what Paul said, come on. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, 
and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. He's saying, listen, they're trying to prepare money. They're getting ready to come in town. So Paul sends his people in to try to prepare. He's like, man, we're going to need a little bit of money. We're going to need to have a place to stay. We're getting ready to, we're getting ready to uh, have this push for the people in your town. Can you guys help us out? And they were like, yes, we can definitely help you. So Paul says, now remember, those who sow sparingly or give just little bits, you will also reap it back just a little bit. But those who, fought, who, who show so bountifully, you'll, you'll give it back bountifully. He's not saying give all your money. He's just saying be honest about what you can give because your money and your heart are tied together and what you love, you will give to it. So he's saying, listen, if you sow sparingly, you're going to get it back sparingly. If you sow generously, you're going to get it back generously. It's kind of like, know why he said so? It's because if I get, if I plant something in the ground, say you, say you just dug out your garden and you put two tomato seeds there. Know what you're going to get? Two tomatoes. But if you till out your garden and you plant a bunch of tomato seeds, what are you going to get? A bunch of tomatoes. So he's saying that's the system that God has created. Remember Jesus says if you Judge won't be judged. If you give, it shall be given. It's the system that God has created. So he's saying if, as you sow, that's what you'll get. So if you sow a little, you're only going to get a little. If you sow out of the goodness of your heart and what you can give, man, you'd probably be good getting it back. It's not no push to get your money. I'm just showing you Bible. Because let me tell you something. I trust God. All right, all right. Come on, come on, Chris. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to no, give. No, Chris, they should give a tenth. No. Chris, don't you deny me. I'm the pastor. <laughs> they, they should give a tenth of their money. Paul is saying each of you should give what is decided in your heart. No, Paul, you need to give a tenth. Jesus says, well, they gave a tenth and they stink. Well, wait a minute. These guys put in a lot of money and she gave more. Paul is saying, Chris, he's saying, listen, each of you should decide to give. Don't give it reluctantly under pressure. So that means you ever been to church where they send the pan around and then they send the pan back around? Oh, we've been to churches, they take three offerings. And they'll lock the door so you can't get out at offering time. <laughs> Nobody's going to the bathroom right now. <laughs> you think I'm lying? They don't. Usher, shut the doors. Jeez. It is time to give. And then people are like, oh. And then I've had it where, uh, bear with my witness. I've seen it where they'll count the money in front of everybody and go, no, nah, we, need, we need 600 more dollars. Uncle, am I lying? And everybody's like, oh, let me tell you something. Keep it in your pocket because you're not going to be blessed because he says, I want people to give what they wanted to give out of what's in their heart to give. After you do your budgeting and you say, Lord, I'm going to give you yours first. I can't give you this, but I can give you this and I'm going to give it every time. Everybody say, man. Mm -hmm. And then as you bless me, I'll increase it. 
so I can give you this, not put stress on myself, and Lord, we, I'm, I'm happy. And then here's the scary part. God knows your heart, though. So don't be writing God no $10 check. I'm talking about this is out of my heart. And that's the problem. Because you just bought, amen, a new leaf blower for $150. Because <laughs> you just bought that, 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 that uh, vacuum cleaner you've always wanted. Because you just bought another pair of shoes. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> So don't, don't use this to be car blanche cheaping out God. Everybody say amen. Now, amen. I know this is tight. This is, I know I can feel underwear straps getting tight. I can really feel it. He says, don't give reluctantly or under pressure. So when I'm at a church and they take an offering, I give it, and they come back and want another one, I just look at the pan. I'm not giving nothing else. I already gave. I gave out the goodness of my heart, and I gave quite a bit. And you want to, no. Let me tell you a secret what happens, and I'm really going to get in trouble for this one. We build these palaces, and then now we got to pay for it. Yeah. So the way we pay for it is we tax the people. Yeah. Yeah. I built this gigantic, oh, when the pandemic hit and churches closed down, oh, churches were scrambling. Oh, Kenan, okay, man, our budget is, 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 is three, like $500,000 500, a month. A month. Man, our budget is two hundred grand a month. A month. We got to get back to church. I'm praying that the money comes in online. So we got to keep this thing running. Yes, and then you, you got your great salary, and then you hired your kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't let this get out. Don't send this to anybody, I'm telling you. And, and, it's, and it's like, man, so we got to pay for all this stuff, and we got all our screens, and we, we got to pay, and we got people on staff, we got to pay for them. And it's like, man, we need that money to come in. Now, why do you think everybody was out so angry because the government shut church down? We need to be back in church. Was it really because you love the Lord? Or is it because your bank account's getting a little shaky? Mm. Oh, see. I run my mouth too much. Each of you should give. I'm telling you this because it's in the Bible. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart. Don't give it reluctantly and don't give it with pressure because God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So I'm freeing you now to give that way. Here's the beauty of it. I don't know what anybody gives, but I will say this. God knows and he knows your heart. You can fool me, but you can't fool God. All right, all right. We got more on this. Come on. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He says, listen, God is able to bless you abundantly and at all times you will have what you need. There, there's things when I, listen, man, the last few months, I've probably gone through about $15,000. Easy. Just with stuff I had to pay, things I had to do, stuff I needed to get fixed. It's probably been about 15000 And let me tell you something. I had it. Amen. I didn't come in here and ask you for nothing. Amen. I didn't come in here and take an offering. Everybody say amen to that. 
It's because God looks out for me because if I give this way, he has promised me that when you need it, you will have what you need. See, giving is not a really, it's not a financial thing, really. It's a heart matter. All right, all right. Chris, we're almost done. Come on. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. It's written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor. Come on. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge He's the saying, harvest of your righteousness. This is what you got to remember. He who supplies you with that seed is expecting you to sow from the seed that he supplied you with. He Amen. supplies the seed for you to sow. So God says, I'm going to give you the seed so you can sow, so you can get the abundance. But don't eat the seed. Amen. See, if I want tomatoes, I don't want to eat the tomato seed. I want to plant that. So tomato is what I want. So he says, I give you, I put seed in your pocket to sow it. I can't give you what I want to give you if you don't sow it. I've given you the seed. Don't eat it. Sow it. Amen. Because you, you can eat it, but man, you're not going to be fulfilled. Everybody say amen to that. The Bible says that he will give you, uh, he says that God, the Bible says that God will supply all of your needs. But when you're not a good giver, he never gives you your wants. Amen. He only gives you what you need. And, and so what do you need? I just need to keep paying my house, keep paying my lights, keep paying my gas, keep... Let's go. God supplies that. But man, you can't go on vacation. You can't lend to anybody else. You can't give to nobody else. You can't buy the television you want. You can't get the new car you want. You know why? Because God says, I'm just going to supply your needs. And that's why people who live check to check, he's just supplying their needs. But if you, if you check people who you, live, you usually live check to check, see how much they're giving. Oh, it's quiet. I'm not talking about you. Come on, I'm almost done. I know you guys saying, thank God. Come on, we're almost there. Come on. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. It says, so listen, you can, you, I'm going to bless you in every way so you can buy a bigger TV. Every time I go through Walmart, I struggle. Because I go down the TV aisle and I go, oh, that's a 75 inch. And Courtney's like, we ain't got nowhere to put it. I'm like, it don't matter. We'll figure it out. I'll move the couch. We don't need no couch. Look at this thing. It's like, oh. Look at that. And one day, me and this guy was standing there, and he's looking at it. I'm looking at it. And we look at each other. He's like, oh, man. I'm like, I know. Do you know what my video game would look like on that thing? He goes, man, I'm here to get a TV, and it won't fit in my apartment. <laughs> he says, I'm going to, here's the thing, I can afford it. But here's the principle. Do you need it? But some people can't afford it because they only get their needs supplied. So 
when your air conditioner goes out, just like mine just did, and you got to call your guy, and he's got to give you a bill, I can pay it. When you got to send X amount of dollars for tax money, and okay, and it's got you got to take care of Uncle Sam, and I can send it. When you got to help somebody out who made a call to you and they need $1,000, can you send it? If the answer is no, I'm not saying you're in trouble. I'm just saying let's regroup and check your giving. This isn't a move to get your money. I'm trying to help you. It says you will be enriched in every way, to be generous in every way, which produces thanksgiving to God. Last verse, verse 12. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. He said when you give, it's not just supplying the needs to just the house and the Lord's people. It's, it's supplying an over, overflowing of thanksgiving to God. Meaning, meaning that when you bless others, man, they give praise to God. Everybody say amen. When this place continues to run, we can continue to give praise to God. See, it's not just the place you're blessing. You're blessing new people who come here. You're blessing. See, because I'm in a situation now where I'm trying to help a church through transition, and they don't even know if they're going to be a church. And you know why? Because the people took it for granted. And they came whenever they wanted to come, and they gave whatever they wanted to give, and they never grew it. They never invited anybody or anything. And now the church is struggling trying to decide if they should open the doors up from week to week. And I go, man, that's scary. And I want to just go and say, because you guys took it for granted. You thought it was going to always be here, right? This place don't run without you. This, this, this is your place. People go, well, yeah, I'm going to invite them to your church. It's not my church. It's our church. I just got the biggest mouth. That's all. It's, just, it's, not, it's, not, it's not my church. It's our church. We pay for it. We keep it. Hallelujah, somebody. So I'm just here to free you. So when you hear, send your tithe, go, eh, eh. And when they ask you, so how does your church do? Do your church tithe? Tell them, nope. Oh, well, you're cursed then. I'm not. You are givers out of the goodness of your heart. That's how full potential gives. Everybody say amen to that. Come on up. So we got done, and I'm like, brother, so here's the thing. You need to go and free your people. Stop teaching tithing in New Testament church. It's not a New Testament thought. And it's very controversial. And man, pastors fight over it. And they get mad over it. And I'm saying, I'll stay out of it. I'll just say this, and uh, just me. I'm not teaching it. But Jesus did talk about giving quite a bit. But he always talked about it as a heart matter. 
So come in here every week and don't give anything. So what you're doing is you're the person that we take the lunch and you sit there and the bill comes and you look away. You're the person that goes to the bathroom when the bill comes. And then you got everybody else carrying, oh, that's why I don't like to go to a restaurant with 17 people. Because when the bill comes and it's $1,000, everybody's like, well, okay, I had the shrimp and I had the coke and I had the, and you know somebody's going to cheat. Oh, they bought the bill. It's 12 of us. Oh, man. Somebody's going to be paying extra. Don't be like that. That's like going to Wendy's and getting a hamburger and then paying McDonald's. It's just. So I'm not trying to get your money. I don't even know what you give. I have no idea what any of you give. And I don't want to know. Sam might look at you funny, but I'm not going to look at you funny. <laughs> and, and I will say this, and Sam's my test, he'll testify to it. Sam has said many a time that you guys are very generous. And I thank God. Give yourselves a hand for that. Now, here's generosity it's just being consistent. Because if we consistently know what we're sitting on, we'll consistently know what to do. But if we're up and down, up and down, up and down, you can't maintain that way. So take the condemnation off. Everybody say amen to that. And allow the Lord to speak to your heart. And you and God decide what you should be giving. Here's the beauty of it. He knows your heart, though. Everybody say amen to that. Father, we give you glory and praise, and we thank you and praise you for the day. Lord, this is a tough subject, but here's the scary part. Why should it be? It should be really easily talked about. It shouldn't make people uncomfortable, because, Lord, we're giving back to you. You give us, and so we give it back to you, Lord. It really should be a blessing. It really should be a way to praise you. So, Lord, I'm asking and praying that you help those who, who, who have a heart to give, and they just can't. Then you need to give them seed. And I pray that you help those that you have given to, that they will have faith and courage to, to obey your word on every level. And if you say give, they'll be able to do that. And bless those who are consistently good givers, Lord, and increase them, Lord. And you can trust them because if they're already giving, you can give them more. I pray that we, you'll give us enough that we'll be a blessing to others. I pray that, Lord, when someone comes to us with a financial matter, we don't just pray for them. We do something about it. pray as a church, God, you will continue to run this place. Yes, we stored it well, Lord. We tried this. We don't have any debt, people. I'm still praying. We got no debt. I'm telling you, we've done this thing the right way when it's come to money. We got no debt, but we needed a new roof. We got a new roof. Everybody say amen. Furnaces went out. We got that. We get those fixed. Everybody say amen. We don't have any debt. We See, it's not like we've taken money and we Bought all things. No, we just use the money for what it is for to maintain the house of the Lord. To bless the man who is running the place because you got, you got to do that. And the beauty of it is, man, I don't need to be rich. I know the Lord's got me. He'll give me what he wants me to have. Everybody say, man. 
So, Lord, we ask and pray you continue to bless. I'm praying for every household under my voice right now, that you will cover their house, Lord, that you will bless them with what they have need of, that you will continue to put food in their cabinets and make sure their bills are paid, that you will continue to bless them to walk into different circumstances. And as they increase, oh God, I pray you will give them the faith that they need to be able to obey you, to be able to seek your face, to be able to give what they should give. And Lord, I thank you and praise you for no condemnation in giving, no, no strain, no pressure. But Lord, I do thank you for an urgency to give. Because Lord, if we don't give, this place won't be. So Lord, it's not a thousand of us, but if it's just a few faithful of us, we can still take down every demon, every devil, every evil spirit in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody.